You are listening to episode 55, How to Manage or Overcome Anxiety or Depression. Hi, I'm Nicole Banks, the author of The Second Act Formula, life coach and expert at helping women grow into the best versions of themselves. This podcast is peppered with a variety of women's topics for personal growth and development. If you're looking for ways to get unstuck, this podcast covers it all. Bringing you fresh new ideas every Monday. Get ready. Great things are about to happen. Welcome back. Hello, hello. Good morning. Good morning. You are listening to another episode of the Nicole Banks podcast. I am your host, Nicole Banks. And today, We're diving deep into a topic that affects so many of us. So many of us suffer from either anxiety or depression. And we're going to talk about how to manage, overcome anxiety or depression. It's a conversation that is vital for our future well-being. And if you know me and if you've heard any of my episodes prior to this, there are four things that we need to protect. And that is our mental well-being, emotional well-being, physical well-being, and spiritual well-being if you choose. But when we are able to manage and or overcome anxiety and depression, that is literally taking care of our mental and emotional well-being. It is vital for our future well-being to take care of some of this. So I've got some practical tips lined up that I actually believe that can make a real difference in your life. I know they have assisted me with my anxiety. But before we do get started, I want to acknowledge that I'm not a mental health professional. I am just a curious mind like you who wants to share some knowledge and experiences that can help us all thrive. So if you are struggling with anxiety or depression, please seek help from a qualified therapist and or counselor. All right. Okay. So let's jump into it. Anxiety and depression are two of the most common mental health challenges that people face today. Now, anxiety is one thing. Depression is another. There are a lot of people that suffer from one or the other, but there is a staggering number of people that suffer from both. And it is a feeling people can feel overwhelmed at times, and it might just seem impossible to escape their grip, anxiety and depression's grip. But remember, there is hope and there are a lot of practical steps that you can actually take to manage and overcome these issues. And I'm so happy to share them with you. So first, let's briefly understand what anxiety and depression are. All right, here we go. Anxiety often involves excessive worry, fear, or apprehension about future events. So anxiety is the future, not knowing the outcome. And it can manifest physically with symptoms like restlessness, rapid heartbeat, muscle tension. I'm a fidgeter when I'm anxious. I actually don't really perspire or sweat when working out. But when I feel anxious inside, I absolutely will. My forehead will sweat and my upper lip will sweat. All the things are glistening. And I fidget. I will move my hands. I need to roll something. I used to pull. I used to pull my hair when I was younger or roll it and twist it into a big old knot. And then all of a sudden, yeah, it wasn't pretty. And so now I actually have a couple of things. I have stones. I have these healing stones. It's like a crystal. It's a, it's not, it's, it, they're both heart shaped. It's the craziest thing. One I've had since high school. 
I actually made it in shop. It was a piece of plastic and we cut it out and then we had a buffet and we had to buffet some more and sand it down. And it literally is a heart. And I've carried this since high school. The second one I got in Sedona at a crystal shop and it is a, it's a healing energy. It's white. And it also is in a shape of a heart. But if you ever see me on the stage or if you'll ever see me on a plane, I typically will have one or the other in my hand and I just rub it like a medicine ball for your hand or an anxious ball, right? They do help, but there are other tips, I promise you. So my biggest anxiety is fear of flying and I take a Xanax. I'm proud to say I take a Xanax and sometimes I'll have a cocktail with that and I'm good. But prior to that medicine kicking in, I have my little worry stone, right? My little medicine ball thing. And, or I will also just be mindful, physically take on the elements of anxiety. So what is anxiety? It's always stressing of the outcome of the unknown in the future. You don't know what the outcome of the future is, and that stresses you out and you start to worry about it. So we can do a couple of things. Is he going to call? Is the plane going to crash? Am I going to get a raise? Am I going to get fired? There's so many things in our future that we can't predict. We don't know. And it stresses us out. Now, that's anxiety. Depression, on the other hand, typically involves persistent feelings of sadness, hopelessness, and of lack of interest or pleasure in any activities. Typically, depression is about past regrets or past. So past regrets, past mistakes, past missed opportunities, a fear of missing out. And you just literally have a sense of hopelessness, sadness, and just no lack of interest of doing anything. So why is it crucial to address these issues? First of all, because they can impact every aspect of our lives from our relationship to our work or even our physical health. And I don't want you to stress or worry because there are steps you can take to manage and overcome them. So let's dive into some practical tips that can help you and or someone you know manage anxiety and or depression. Of course, if you find value in this episode, please don't hesitate to share it with a loved one who suffers from anxiety and or depression. So here are seven tips. Number one, seek professional help. Okay. Especially if you've been suffering for a long time, if you've been stuck in this state for a long time, this is a very highly recommended and most crucial step. Seek professional help. A mental health professional can provide you with a tailored treatment plan, which may include therapy, medication, or a combination of both. So that's my first tip. Seek the help. And here's the thing about seeking help. I'm going to share this with you. It doesn't always have to be the first person. I want you to be able to advocate for yourself and your needs. I want you to be able to step into this space with this professional and feel good and feel comfortable. Okay. They're there for a reason. It doesn't always mean that the first person on the list is going to be the one. So continue to advocate until you find the one, the therapist or the professional that is going to fit your needs and your desires. Okay. That's my advocacy for you. Keep looking until you have found the right one. Number two is to develop a support system. And I share this with you because I think this is just as important. 
You want to surround yourself with supportive friends and family who can offer a listening ear and emotional support. So for that person that suffers from anxiety and or depression, say, let's use the one for anxiety first. Hey, I'm too anxious to go to my counselor, my therapist for the first time. Do you mind going with me? Can I take you with me? Can we talk afterwards? Can I text you when I get to the door? There's so many different ways a person can help you out with this. Of course, if you're suffering from depression, you may not have the energy or the desire to actually go because you feel hopelessness. I've already tried one. What if I don't feel hopeful? There's so many things that you think of in a depressed state of mind. And usually walking out your front door is not one of them. So I highly encourage you to find someone who can support you in this part of it, getting you to your appointments. I love this for you. Number three, practice mindfulness. So mindfulness techniques such as meditation, deep breathing exercises, working out, being grounded with mother nature can actually help you stay grounded and manage overwhelming thoughts and emotions. So I don't know, for those listeners that have been listening, I actually just got back from an amazing epic retreat that I host. There's always a link in the show notes. So if you want to to take advantage of my upcoming retreats. Don't hesitate to take a look. But we got back and all of these ladies were like, wow, I've never felt so grounded. We were very mindful. We got out in mother nature with a hike. We did yoga. We did sound healing. We swam. We journaled. We had downtime. We had coaching time. It was just amazing. We even had music. We had a pianist come in and play for us right? Just being grounded and just being centered, mindful, practice mindfulness is my third tip. The fourth tip is to maintain a healthy lifestyle. And what I mean by this is regular exercise, a balanced diet, and adequate sleep can really impact your mental well-being. I feel that this is so important. When you check in with yourself on a regular basis, like I do, why did I snap someone's head off? Oh, I might not be sleeping. Why was I a jerk at the coffee maker? Oh, because I haven't had my caffeine yet. Okay, I'm just kidding on that one. But seriously, it's just Jeff and I, if I'm snapping at myself. (laughs) But the reality is that if you think about how to maintain a healthy lifestyle, it really does give you an opportunity. And I think exercise is probably the one of the least um, prescribed medications. If you are those nutritionists out there, they know that there's so much chemical in our body that we naturally produce if we're moving our body. If we're not moving our body, then it stays dormant like we do, right? So the dopamine, the adrenaline, the testosterone, the estrogen, that's all being produced when we move our body. And we need that in our body to continue a mental and emotional well-being status. All right. So number four is maintain a healthy lifestyle. I don't care. Just start, just figure it out. Just walk, just go, just dance, do what you need to do. All right. Number five. And listen, let me talk about food real quick. We all know that what we put in our bodies is our control. I'm not saying yes or no. I'm just saying whatever we put in our bodies is our control. So just be mindful of your portions and enjoy life. All right. Number five, set realistic goals. Now you're like, how does this help me with my anxiety and or my depression? 
When you break down your goals into manageable steps, boost your self-esteem and motivation. And I say this so truthfully, I can't tell you how many times I've had so many things on my plate and nothing gets done because I am feeling anxious and I'm overwhelmed and I literally just stand still, which is fine. However, when nothing gets done, I have the same results, nothing. So if I set small goals and I'm able to achieve them and then I carve out the time for them and there's no distractions, there's no interruptions, I'm able to get it done. Then I look back going, wow, I got that done. And it makes me, it boosts my energy. It boosts my self-esteem and I'm motivated to do the next thing. Okay. So setting realistic goals can help you with anxiety and depression. Just create one goal If you're that person right now sitting at your desk in your office and you're going, what is she talking about? I have got a lot to do. I can't just set one goal. But realistically, take a look at the month, right? We're coming upon a new month, the month of October. Pick one main goal for the month of October, just one, and then break it down into four sections. And then each week work on that section. And then by the time the month is over, the the goal is completed. That's right. That's how I'm going to do mine. (laughs) Just an idea. But realistically, setting small goals and achievable goals really is such a confidence booster. I love this. Number six. I love number six. Here we go. Challenge negative thoughts. Cognitive behavior therapy techniques can help you identify and reframe negative thought patterns. So what does that mean? I always am into the thought, right? Listen, cognitive behavior therapy techniques can actually help you identify and reframe negative thought patterns, okay? So you're familiar with Mel Robbins, her five-second rule. If you're not familiar with it, check it out. It works. It's beautiful. She has a TED Talk on it. She has so many interviews on it. She has a book. She has the audio book. Do what you need to do. But I always highly recommend that you challenge your negative thought. First of all, who said it? Did someone call you that when you were younger? Did someone say that to you? Did you read it somewhere? Challenge the source, right? If that source is they're a dirt bag, then why are you listening to them anyway? If that dirt bag happens to be your dad or your brother, then just challenge the source, okay? That's what I'm looking at, challenge the source. If you know that's their pattern, that they beat down women and are not nice to women, And, or if it's a female, there's so many females that do the exact same thing that men do. So there's no sexual discrepancy here at all. I'm just saying challenge the source. If you know that person is not nice and doesn't give out nice compliments, then why are you listening to them? Maybe it's your partner, maybe it's your coworker. I'm just saying distance yourself, challenge the source. And if it's not a true statement, then let it go. Okay. So I always say, what's the thought? Where did it come from? And how is it going to make me feel, right? So challenging negative thoughts is a huge one. The question, is it easy to do? The answer is no, it's not always easy to do. Number one is because sometimes that thought has been in our head for a very long time and it's just something that we've always believed. However, we can change that thought. We can challenge that thought. And that's what your challenge is this week. Challenge your negative thoughts. Where's the source coming from? How long have you been saying it to yourself? 
And how do you change it? You change it by changing the thought. So if I say I'm too fat to work out at a gym, and that's my thought, and I'm going to challenge that thought, who told me I was too fat to work out at a gym? Oh, I did. I told myself that. I told myself that because I felt too fat to work out in a gym and be judged by all the skinny people. But let me ask you this. Are there skinny people at the gym? Yeah, there are fit people at the gym, but how did they get that way? See, here's the thing. We don't know anybody else's story. We only know our story. So take the step, take your pride, walk in the gym, and you never know who you're going to inspire. If you've got someone that's walking on the treadmill and then all of a sudden they see you walking with an incline, You never know who you're going to inspire. I just share that with you because we don't know people's stories, right? I remember one time being interviewed by a gal who had lost a hundred pounds. And she said to me, she goes, I was so petrified in going into the gym because everybody was going to stare at me. Carrying an extra hundred pounds in the gym is a lot of weight. I didn't even fit on the benches. That's how big my bottom was. And I said to her, I said, how did you overcome it? And she goes, it wasn't a physical overcoming. It was a mental overcoming. I said, absolutely. I love this. Let's go. How did you overcome it? She goes, I had to change the thought pattern. I said, awesome. How did you overcome the thought pattern? How did you change your thought pattern? And she says, you know what? I challenged the thought. It's exactly what I teach. You've got to challenge your thought. Because reality is if you can tweak it just a little bit, I may not be as fit as most people in the gym, but I'm walking in the gym. Or how about this one? I'm fitter than the person that didn't walk in. Those people that are still sitting on the couch, those people are still sitting in the driveway. Those people that didn't walk out their own front door to get into the gym. So challenging your negative thoughts is a huge step. I love this one for you. Happy to help continue to listen to this podcast. I'm going to have more on negative thought challenges. Okay. Number seven is engage in creative outlets. Art, writing, Any creative pursuit can be an excellent way to express emotions and find a sense of purpose. I love, love, love this because when you talk about it and when you journal it, usually that's all left brain stuff like numbers and written language, spoken language, analytical logic, any reasoning, again, all left brain stuff. However, the right brain is like the shapes, it's the creativity, it's the art, it's the music awareness, it's face recognition, it's emotion, it's imagination, it's stuff like that allows you an opportunity, an outlet. This is a beautiful outlet opportunity and actually being able to express which will balance out the overwhelm. Art is a beautiful way to do so. Anything creativity, right? So art, yes, writing helps, but writing is left and right brain stuff. But I'm just sharing that with you. Anytime you feel a sense of overwhelm, pull out your old coloring books. If you don't have any, go buy some. As a matter of fact, they even have adult coloring books these days. A lot of therapists will use them in nursing homes for Alzheimer's patients, dementia patients, and it just gets their creative juices flowing as well as expressive juices flowing. So I love, love, love that. I want to also discuss why it's essential to address anxiety and depression for your future well-being. 
you have to understand that when it's left untreated, these conditions can actually have a significant impact on our lives. They can actually hinder personal growth. They can strain relationships and even lead to physical health problems. We know this to be true. When I feel anxious, I have had a pit in my belly. I'm starting to bite nails. I start digging at my skin on my thumbs, all of those things. And immediately I will have a headache. I start losing some vision. I can make it where it's a migraine if I choose to get that intense with the anxiety and allow it to flow. I haven't done that in so many years just because it's not healthy for me. And it, I've done that before. And I just realized that I deserve a healthier lifestyle. So I'm choosing to take care of my well-being and not be able to let it go and treat it. Okay. So again, like when I fly, I know for a fact that the first thing I'm going to do is take my medication and take my, remember I talked about my heart, my little palm rock, whatever you want to call it, anxiety rock. And I will just decompress and literally take on the flight. So I want you to imagine a future where you've learned to manage your anxiety and depression. Picture it, picture yourself pursuing your dreams, maintaining fulfilling relationships, and living a life filled with joy and purpose. See, if you've lived in a life with depression and anxiety for so many years without seeking professional help, without trying any of the seven tips that I've just shared with you, I highly recommend that you do that. Listen, you deserve such a beautiful life. Don't let anxiety and depression hold you back from living your best life. We're on this earth only one time, and I want you to live your best life. You deserve it. Picture yourself pursuing your dreams, maintaining fulfilling relationships, living a life filled with joy and purpose. The future is entirely possible, but it actually starts with taking the first step towards seeking help and implementing these practical strategies. I know you can do it. And if you can't surround yourself around people that support you and want nothing but the best for you. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of the Nicole Binks podcast. Remember you're not alone in your journey to manage or overcome anxiety and depression. Seek help, build a support system, practice self-care. Your future well-being depends on it. If you found this episode helpful, please share it with someone who might benefit from these tips. And as always, I'd love to hear from you. Feel free to reach out on social media or through my website with your thoughts and questions. Until next time, take care of yourself and each other. Remember, your future is bright and you have the strength to overcome any obstacle life throws your way. This is Nicole Banks. Stay well, my friends. Until next week. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you've gained valuable insights and inspiration to help you elevate your life to the next level. Remember, success is within your reach and with the right support and guidance, you can achieve your dreams faster than you ever thought possible. If you're ready to take the next step and level up your life, visit my website at www.nicolebanks.com. Don't forget, I spell my name with an H to learn more about my coaching program. Together, we can unlock your full potential and create the life you truly deserve. Thank you again for listening, and I look forward to connecting with you soon.